Back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. Cuts back at the 30. To the 20. The 15. The 10. He dies. Touchdown 49ers. This is a very special message. If any of you have any cornerback experience or any secondary experience at all, please tweet at John Lynch 49ers. Anything, even if you're fast, tweet them because we need it. This is Al Sacco. Zane, you're here somewhere, right, man? Yeah, I'm surviving. You're, you're surviving. Unbelievable. Yeah, it... Word just came <laughs> oh, down. I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start right now. Right now. Word just came down. Kwan Williams is going to be out for weeks. Because why, why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't he be why out for he? weeks? Josh Norman spitting up blood. And they're like, oh, yeah, he'll probably play next week. Yeah, okay. I, I'll believe that when I see it. So I, I, I don't know. Is Mike Rumpf still around? Does, does he still play? Can we, can we get Mike Rumpf to come back and do? I met Eric, Plummer, Davis is on, you know? Eric Davis is on Twitter. Yeah, Eric Davis could probably still lace him up. I don't even know. I don't even know, man. It's just, I've been saying it, Zane, saying it for weeks. I said it in the off season. This cornerback group, I, I don't see how the Niners can compete long-term with this group. They have to do something. Listen, listen to this, dude. I was looking today, the top yards per attempt in the NFL right now, the top three teams, Seattle 10.4, the Rams 10, the Cardinals 9.9. All division teams, you have six games against these teams. And I, I keep saying the games before the bye, right? And we're going to mm-hmm. find out against Seattle. We're going to find out about the Cardinals. But this does not bode well. The way the Niners are right now is bottom line. Unless the front seven is special, and they were not special on Sunday night. Unless no. they are special, they are going to give up 30 points a game. And the Niners defense, I'm sorry, the Niners offense has to keep up. And right now, it does not look like it can do that. So again, I know it was a close game. I know they came this close to winning and to being 3-0. and Keep saying, I think there are bigger issues here. And I'm very concerned. You've been saying this for a few weeks now. And I, and I, at first, I, I kind of dismissed it. And I was like, nah, that's just, that's just realistic Al being realistic Al. But you know what, it's man? Al, you're, you're Al, right. Al's worrying. That's what I do. I'm, I'm worrying <laughs> about stuff. <laughs> I just missed it. And I shouldn't have. So, uh, man, you were totally on the nose with that. Like, there were significant issues with the team. You saw this week. You saw this after the first week against the, the Lions. You saw it then. And those issues have persisted. And those issues have been exacerbated now by injuries. And those issues are not going away. And I, look, first of all, they had no business being in that game. They were down 17 nothing, And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, that's it. That's it. It's over. It's going to be a 40 border and, and we're going to, you know, they're going to be trashed and all the stuff that I expected to hear after a blowout. If we ended up hearing anyways on Twitter, like with everybody melting down, which is funny. But uh, by the it way, Al, such a meltdown. <laughs> I called this during the week. I was like, look, they're two and oh, this place is going to be an absolute tire fire when they lose a game. And that happened like, just a few days later. And it's been an absolute tire fire. Uh, and it's been, yeah, it's been really bad. But yeah, the cornerback position, look, I was pounding the table for them to draft Asante Samuel's kid. I was pounding mm. the table for them to draft him. I was like, please, he's right there in the second round for you. Please, you need him. Please get him. <clears throat> and they didn't. They ended up drafting Aaron Banks, who still, who still hasn't suited up. 
for the team on game day. And lo and behold, they, they have a need to right guard again. Dan, Dan Brunsfield just got killed, just absolutely killed in that game. So He's having a rough season. It's, he's been bad. He's been really bad. And this is just one of the small problems that this team has. Like, yeah, they got the 2-0 start, which is great. They're 2-1-1 now. And Al, I, I'm not trying to look ahead to the, you know, our predictions and stuff, but really quickly, I want to make a point. Do you honestly think that this 49ers team is going to beat Pete Carroll's team who's sitting there at 1-2 and two with very much like a must-win game for them, given how the top two teams in the division are doing? If you go to 1-3 and three in this division, and one of those teams, mind you, the Cardinals and Rams are playing each other, right? One of those teams is going 4-0, and oh, right? So right. if you go to 1-3 and three in this division and you're already behind the eight ball at that point, like, forget about the division win at that point. This, this, this division is going to be uber competitive. So I don't think, you know, like, Pete Carroll's not going 1-3. and three. He's not. So, and they're not figuring a corner situation out before that, that's viable before Sunday. Like, Emmanuel Mosley came back and he took the starting spot back from Lenore, which was, I was kind of questioning because I felt like the Lenore was playing well, but Mosley played well, right? He, not, not a big deal. But what you and I have been saying for weeks, who is going to play in the slot if Kimon Williams goes down? Mm-hmm. Who is going to take that position? They don't have anybody else. Lenore played there like for the rest of the game after Williams went down, and he was okay. But like, they don't have anybody else there that can play that position. Like, if Tyler Lockett lines up in the slot, he is going to have a field day because the Niners don't have anybody that can cover him. And I was a little bit nervous watching that that Seattle game in and out of that Seattle game with the Vikings. I'm like, you guys have to win because I do not like you just said. If they're one and two. The odds of them going one and three, I just felt like it's Russell Wilson's going to come in. He's going to light it up. There's no way they're going one and three. I was like, please just win this game, be two and one. And the next week is more of a, of a winnable game. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen that way at all. And, you know, we'll get into the quarterback stuff and we'll get into the offensive stuff. And, and, and you know, I, I do think there's issues on the offense as a whole, not just the quarterback mm-hmm. is the offense as a whole right now. But the defense, it's they needed the front seven to really dominate any way this year, I thought, to really have really have a chance because there wasn't a lot of depth in the secondary and we knew that one one injury would set them back, not 75 or whatever the hell they have now. So the front seven needed to dominate and Bosa came out, man, that first that first series, I know the Packers went down the field, but Bosa was a problem that first series. Mm-hmm. He really was. If he wasn't on the field, the Packers probably get an easy touchdown. And then everything just kind of stopped. The pass rush kind of stopped. Rodgers had time. I mean, they made some good stands. The Packers could have scored a lot more points than they did, and, and they were put in some bad positions by turnovers. But the front seven didn't dominate at all. And this was a Packers team who was on, what, their third string left tackle? You know, you need it. And, and, and you, it starts to creep in a little bit. The Niners defense fell apart a little bit towards the end of that Detroit game. It was bend but don't break against uh, Philadelphia. And now last night, I didn't play well. It dodged. Hey, Whitner said some things today. Did you hear him on um, NBC Sports? Yeah, talking, talking about, about the defense. The DBs, yep, yep. I yeah, did. it really, some things he said worried me, and I'm going to play this here. The squandered opportunities in the secondary, the lack of focus, the lack of attention to detail. They gave up too many big plays. They had too many pass interference calls back there. And then the coaching staff, the defensive coaching staff, you didn't give the guys the opportunity in the first half. You're just aligning in simple coverages allowing Aaron Rodgers to get the simple reads and read your mail before he opened it, and it was too easy for him. How many times did we see him align it empty, put a tight end to the left, running back to the right, seven-man max pro, and then they're throwing the football to the slot fade. 
There's a lot of room to the sideline. You cannot expect the guys to get pressure up first, first and foremost, cover in the secondary, and take that route away. You just cannot expect that, and they let the team down today, particularly, I mean, particularly the secondary. And that's, that's really concerning to me to hear him call out Ryan's that quickly. And we, look, we knew there was going to be some growing pains with a new defensive coordinator. But when you hear a former player come out and call out the coaches like that in game three, look, I'm concerned. In, in the end of the game, Aaron Rodgers is one of the four or five quarterbacks that you cannot leave any time ever. And they right. did. And the one person, the one person that cannot beat you, you, if you put five guys on him, he cannot beat you, is Devontae Adams. The Packers really don't have that many weapons. They kind of have no. Aaron Jones is good, but in the in the passing game, they kind of just have Adams. He's awesome, but they don't have that many weapons. Adams destroyed them last night. To have him make those big catches with whatever it was, 27 seconds and no timeouts, was super frustrating. And this defense cannot, cannot play like that. If they do, and it's a track meet every week, it is not going to be a fun season. They've been trying to give up leads for three weeks now, Al. They've been trying to do it. Almost didn't Detroit. Against Philly, remember, they were up by two scores, and then they give up a really quick touchdown. They go to prevent. <laughs> Jalen Hurts gets a really quick touchdown, and at the end, the offense has to ice it, and, and now they ended up giving up the lead. So, you know, we'll get into the, the dynamics of the game and who we feel like is at fault in a little bit, but, I mean, like, I feel like right now this was a total team collapse, what you saw uh, against the Packers. First of all, again, like, they did well to get back into it, and the, de- the defense had its moments, and it had its – like plays where they shine. But when it came down to it out, when there was 30, it was 30 seconds, 37 seconds left that Aaron Rodgers took the ball. They had no timeouts left. At that point, you know where the ball is going. Like, you know where the ball is going. Where, where else are they going to go with it? Like, you have to force him to dink and dunk it. I don't care if you put four guys on Devontae Adams. You know exactly where the ball is going. And it doesn't matter where, whether they get out of bounds or whatever, dude. Like, all your job is to be able to get yourself as many cracks of trying to get to Aaron Rodgers as possible. And they rush four, they didn't bring any pressure, and they drop back and do a soft prevent defense, which prevents nothing. And yes, it was a great throw. Warner was like maybe like a yard too shallow, right? Like if he was a yard deeper, then that's an incompletion, or maybe even a pick, right? We don't know. But that is the mm-hmm. difference between winning and losing. That's that's really what it is. And they they didn't have the right coverage. They didn't get any pressure. They, you could argue that they left too much time on the clock, but I'll get to that in a little bit when talking about the offense. I don't think they did. I don't think they had any choice. But at the end of the day, Al, when you have what is supposedly the deepest pos- position group on your team, the defensive line, not getting any pressure in crunch time, what are they there for? Like Nick Bosa was a problem in the first half, completely vanished in the second half. D Ford, you're paying him all this yep. money, right? completely vanished. Eric Armstead, you're paying him all this money, completely vanished. Javon Kinlaw, what are you there for? Like all of these guys, this is what you're paid for. And at the end of the day, they weren't able to get there and they weren't able to close the deal out. Like I tweeted this out, Alec, you see this happen maybe two or three times the entire year with the entire league for all 32 teams. What you just saw happen on Sunday night. Like that just doesn't happen where a team is down and even needing a field goal, they have no timeouts in this 30 seconds left or 30, you know, whatever it is, 30, 40 seconds left. And even if they need a field goal, they're not able to come down and do it. Like you see that. So, how many times have we seen the team fail in that position? And somehow you, the 49ers, were the team to not stop that. Like I will and, now, the, the rest of the season, I will be watching this situation out. And I'll probably bring it up on the show. Be like, oh, that team failed. That team failed. That team failed. 
you were the one team that let that go through. And that's so frustrating. And to me, the, the, you know, you could, you could say right now, well, well, Ellen Zane, look, they, they were 27 seconds away from the, a, a great comeback and being three and oh, absolutely. But <laughs> if you've been listening to the show, you, you know, I've been saying like, I'm not as bullish on this team as a lot of people are. And I thought Philly handed them the game last week. And you could say, oh, it was a street fight. Okay, the offense was awful. And the defense gave up a lot of yards. They did tighten up. But Philly, you know, I think Brian Baldinger, who I said a million times, he's awesome. He was showing a couple of the plays at Philly when they end that fourth down. I'm sorry, the uh, goal line stand, those four plays. Like, if Hurts just sneaks the ball, he's scoring. You know, Philly kind of beat, beat themselves. So I thought they got away with one there. And then again, in this game, they come out and they start so slow. The offense couldn't do anything. You can't get down 17 nothing to the Packers. You know, they came back, but they, they didn't win. They didn't win. You, you can't come out like that. And I just, I, I just feel like the issues on this team are kind of deep right now. And we were, I was complaining about the corners earlier. The running back situation is pretty much the same. You're talking, you're on RB5 right now. In Sermon, you can kind of see why they were maybe pushing him back down the depth chart. He had a drop. He was kind of running sideways a little bit. He did have some good runs. But overall, if that's your lead back, it's, it's clearly someone figuring it out. They didn't give any carries to these, to these other guys, um, Cannon or Patrick or Carrion Johnson. They used use check a little more, and, and, and he produced plays. You know, there's some, I think he was responsible for a number of first downs. They tried to run Ayuk. They tried to run Debo. They tried to get cute. But the bottom line was they couldn't run the ball. 21 carries for 67 yards. It's 3.19 yards per carry. Sermon ended up 10 for 31. And listen, if you can't run the ball, play action isn't really working, and they're stacking the box anyway. You cannot go out there for the second game in a row and do absolutely nothing on offense in the first half. And they got lucky. Cannon had that big return, because if he doesn't, I don't think they score any points for the end of the half. I don't score anything. And even if you look at that goal line, like it's like they were trying not to score. <gasps> Ayuk drops a pass. You know, Jimmy's credit and for all the every all the slack Jimmy took, and some of it was warranted. He made he made some really bad plays. He made some really good plays, but he made some really bad plays too. He should have thrown a touchdown past Ayuk. He dropped it, dropped the ball. Right. And then Jimmy got away with one that was definitely intentional grounding. And when he did that, I'm like, dude, that was risky. What are you doing? And we'll get into what he did at the end of the game. But then you bring in Lance, and I thought, finally, why the hell didn't you do that eight plays ago or whatever it was? I'm not saying pull Jimmy out of the game. I'm saying you are trying to score a touchdown and you have this weapon. What the hell are you waiting until right at the end for? Because you exhausted everything. Put him in the game. You haven't done anything in two straight first halves. Put him in the game. I'm not saying pull Jimmy in and and have Lance start throwing the ball over the place. Put him in and have him just take the top off the defense. You, You know, just mix things up a little bit. I don't know. It's been so frustrating. And I think that kind of offense... Look, is Jimmy at fault? Yes. Is Kyle is Kyle at fault? Yeah, probably. Hasn't been the guy, you know, I haven't been loving what I've been seeing the past couple of games in the first half there. So uh, to me, there's a lot of problems here. And that's why I understand they're close to 3-0, and but it's just, there's more there to me. Yeah. And I think that we're going to start seeing some of those problems as they play the better teams. And uh, I mean, I'm still optimistic that they can split these next two and maybe, maybe pull one of these out. But Really, like they need to figure stuff out, and they need to figure out in a hurry. Like if they, like if they don't start slow, they can hang with any team in the league, right? If they if they start like we're used to seeing them start, they can hang. But 
again, like you said, you can't spot a team 17 points, any team, but on an Aaron Rodgers led team. The, the running backs issue kind of concerns me. So there were four of them active and only one of them got carries. So only, only Trey Sermon got carries. Cannon, as we know, had the kickoff return. Carry on Johnson was there. And the fourth one was, gosh, um, I don't remember who the fourth one was, but, uh, I don't know if they kind of use check with that too, but like when it, Al, when it came out and early on in the game, they were having Kittle run the ball. And Juszczyk was getting a lot of carries. And and I'm like, dude, this is not good because Kyle and Debo got one of those Debo's, like two of those Debo sweeps. Like you knew that Kyle didn't trust his running game. You knew that by the way he was calling his plays. And my question is, is that mm-hmm. if you are not going to hand the ball to your running backs and if you don't trust them enough to carry the ball, why are they number one on the team? And if they have to be on the team, why are they active and playing? Like you could have, you could have activated another cornerback or activated another receiver, or activated what another offensive lineman, like whatever it may be. You have a bunch of running backs who are not getting the ball and not getting the job done, and you don't trust enough to carry the ball. So why are they, why are they playing at all? Honestly, Al, it's just like they would be better off just going out and signing Frank Gore because you know what you're getting, and he's going to he's not going to fumble the ball. He's sure-handed. He's going to give you three and a half to four yards a pop. You know that. He's not a home run hitter, but you know what you're getting with him, right? Like they would honestly be, be better going on signing Frank Gore at this point than having this weird gimmicky offense where you can't run the ball, so you're having to hand it to your tight end, and it's like that 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 just doesn't do it for me, Al. Like that's just not going to win games in the long run. And regarding Trey, the thing is with that people have to realize is this: look at every other rookie quarterback in the league this year. They have all struggled, every single one of them. And I get it that Kyle is a, a better play designer and it's a better team around Trey Lance and all this stuff, but that doesn't mean that Trey's not going to struggle. And that doesn't mean that he's not going to take his lumps. Justin Fields was awful. He had he has a lot of really good playmakers around him. And you can say now he's a terrible coach. That's fine. Justin Fields was awful in his first start. And he's going to have better days, but on Sunday, he wasn't good. And people are expecting... Justin Herbert, like impact from Trey Lance and Al, I'm afraid that's just not going to be the case. Justin Herbert, let me make this clear. People always compare like, oh, well, Justin Herbert was great. Justin Herbert started 47 games in college, 47, I think 47 games in college, 40 plus games in college. Okay. He was starting there for four years. That's a huge difference in the Pac-12. That's a huge difference from the experience that Trey Lance has or lack of experience, if you want to call it that. It's not even close. They're close in age, but in terms of experience and snaps, it's not even close. So I'm not expecting that sort of impact out of Trey when he plays. But when he got in on the goal line, I was with you. I was like, look, like he's he, that was awesome. That came about four plays too late, and he should start the second half. I was like, Trey should start the second half. Let's see what we have. And this is coming from, and you I know mean, how much, I'm, I'm a Jimmy guy, right? So that was coming from me. And yeah, you mentioned, you made a great point about the rookie QBs. Yesterday, their teams lost by 12, 15, 20, and 26, seven interceptions, 19 sacks, 43.1 rating. On the season, Zach Wilson, 55% completion, two TDs, seven picks, fields 14 to 35, 40%, 138 yards, no TDs, one pick. Mac Jones, 67% completion, two TDs, three picks. He's been very much a game manager. He did not play well yesterday. Trevor Lawrence. People are calling him the next Steve Young, right? And maybe he will be when he was coming out. 54%, five TDs, seven interceptions. And he threw a pass yesterday that, oh my God, it was awful. So yeah, it, it is definitely, you, you don't know what you're going to get with him. 
but and Kyle knows better, right? I mean, Kyle's watching him at practice. Maybe he's not making the right reads. Maybe he's just not ready yet. I, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend that I know because I, I don't. But I do know this. It's not going to kill you to let him get five or six snaps in a game, mm-hmm. right? To just change it up a little bit. Maybe give him a series. You know, there's this, is, is he afraid that if he does well, he can't go back to Jimmy? If he's afraid mm-hmm. of fan reaction, I don't know what to tell you, man. He, he did this to himself if he's afraid of fan reaction. He can't look at it that way. He needs yeah. to do his best for the team. If Trey goes out there and he tears it up for a series and you want to go back to Jimmy, you're the head coach, right? And then maybe next game you give Trey two series and see how he does or whatever, but you got to put him in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's done what? Um, and I may be wrong, but I think he's been in for six plays, I think. Five, five plays. They scored two, two touchdowns. touchdowns. Two touchdowns, right? So like... Mm-hmm. And, and he did that one rollout play that if Kittle doesn't get held, that might have been another touchdown. So he's he's doing things. He's making the defense guess, you know. And, and Chris Collinsworth brought up a great point. Some of those runs that they do with Debo's in the backfield and whatever else. If you got Trey back there, the defense isn't going to know what's going to happen. They know Jimmy's not going to run the ball. It's not his game. So if you're going to do that, if you got the three of those guys back, nobody knows who's getting the ball. Do some motion, you know, things like that. I just get more creative. And everybody talks about. Oh, well, Kyle, Kyle, I don't know how many times somebody's told me, Kyle just doesn't want to show anything. Well, when is he going to show something? The only yeah. time that I really, really th- remember him like being like, wow, this is creative as hell, was in that Saints game. Oh, the yeah. He handed off to Juice Check and he flips it to Moster and San- mm-hmm. Sanders is throwing a pass. That was a clinic. That was a clinic. That was beautiful. Where the hell was that stuff in the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. They didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Right? So yep. everybody's like, oh, well, Kyle's waiting to pull out his bag of tricks. When's he going to do it? You know, <laughs> you didn't do it in the Super Bowl. Is there a bag of tricks? You know, and I think Kyle is a great play caller. He's a great offensive coach. Is he going to be a great head coach? That's yet to be determined. He's still, he might be. We don't know. You know, we have to wait and see how it goes. But I feel like he's a hard-headed coach. I feel like he's kind of my way or the highway type thing. Um, and, and some of the, you know, it, it, the maddening part about this offense is when it is working, it looks great, right? Mm-hmm. And when it's not, it's it's non-functional almost and i don't think i'd ever say that about the offense but it goes from looking like really good to really bad i almost feel like there's no in between yeah like when i watched them and i watched them the second half compared to the first it was like two different teams it was like two completely different teams and they put up 21 points in the second half and that really all that should be 28 points should be enough to win you a game right that's we know that but when it comes down to actual execution of the plays like i i kind of said this earlier when you put trey lance in there and he's going to start executing those plays like the the scheme will look similar but the execution will be different if that makes sense because as a mm-hmm. as an nfl team you're not changing your scheme in the middle of the season right you're adding little nuances maybe little wrinkles but you're not changing your entire scheme so you're going to see a lot of the same stuff but you'll see more like read option stuff based off of the same concept. So conceptually, it'll be the same. But execution-wise, because Trey can throw it further and throw harder and move with his legs and all this stuff, you'll see a lot more variation in what they do. And I think that maybe that's what this this offense is like. And I would love to see him come in for five to seven plays a game and not just run the ball. I want to see him throw it too. I want to see him go through progressions. I want to see him actually do the stuff that an NFL quarterback does. Look, at this point, we know what Jimmy is. We know his limitations. We know that he doesn't throw deep and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. doesn't throw outside the numbers, whatever, right? We know this. He is what he is at this point. 
I am starting to wonder whether this is more of a Kyle issue than a Trey is ready issue. And look, you know me, like I've been very vocal about Kyle. Like I've softened my stance significantly over the past, like, you know, year and a half or so, because last year was not his fault. I mean, injuries and COVID and just the stupid set of circumstances he had to coach his way through and get even six wins out of the team was a miracle. And even this year, you know, I'm, I'm putting my full blind trust, you know, in Kyle for the first time basically ever. And just kind of like seeing it, how it goes. But in the past, like I've been critical of him and I'm like, you know, the same things that you're saying, I've said in the past, I got blamed for it. I got killed for it for saying that on Twitter, but I've said right. all these things that you're saying. So the biggest fear that I have here, Al, and I know I'm getting way ahead of myself, but the biggest fear I have here is that Kyle doesn't figure it out and they're forced to move on. And who is the collateral damage at that point? It's Trey. Because at that point, like who's going to come in and want to like work with they, they, guys want to work, work with their own guys, right? That's why Kyle wanted Kirk Cousins here. So, I mean, again, I'm getting way out of myself. There's still plenty of games left, but like, man, like I just, I just wonder, I'm like, when is this offense going to figure it out? And you've got Trey Lance there. And if you're so unhappy with Jimmy that he limits your offense so much, by the way, that's the other thing that, that people are saying like, oh, he limits the offense. Okay, fine. Put the guy in that doesn't limit your offense or that you don't think is going to limit your offense. And for those people, Al, I, I asked them this. If you, or I say this to them, if you think that Jimmy limited the offense, wait till you see a developing rookie and how much that limits your offense, at least for the first little bit. Wait till you see how much that's going to limit your offense. I don't care who the rookie is. No matter who it is, Al, no matter what quarterback is out there, they have limitations. Patrick Mahomes has limitations. Lamar Jackson has limitations. You want to talk about limiting, limited as a passer? Ask Ravens fans about Pat Lamar Jackson, how limited he is as a passer, and what Greg Roman has to do to scheme up things for him. All right, so let's not talk about, like, oh, like, if you get a new quarterback and he's not going to limit the offense. He is going to limit the offense. Every single quarterback underneath the sun has had limitations, whether they're mental, physical, whatever they are, they have limitations. And coaches, it's their freaking job. That's why they get paid millions of dollars to scheme around those limitations. This is not new. So this all this talk about limiting the offense out it's garbage it's bs because you know what trey's going to come with his own set of limitations too so what are we going to complain about that as well i put out a poll today al it's funny i put out a poll on twitter and i'm like how many the over under on 40 under twitter turning on trey and it was over over 10 games or under 10 games overwhelmingly overwhelmingly um got a response of under 10 games so like people People know, people know that this fan base has no patience, right? Are they really going to have the patience with Trey to deal with him throwing picks and fumbles and stuff like, like a Justin Fields game? Like if Trey ever has a game like that, do you think this fan base is ever going to be patient with that? Do you think Kyle's ever going to be patient with that? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Well, I, th I think the, I think the answer to that is they have to be right. This is what you asked for. This is what Kyle asked for. This is what a lot of us fans have asked for. So I think you have to be. I, I, you know, I don't know if people will be, they're people not, are crazy, they're not, they're but, not. but, I, but I think, I think you have to be And here. Here's the thing with me with Jimmy's a maddening player to me because there were, I'll tell you what he is. He is a gutsy mother effer. I'll tell you that because he does some awful things and you know what he does? He gets right back off and gets after it. I will never deny him of that. He has played, like I said, he played like shit for the whole first half two weeks ago and he did. I'll talk about some of the issues I had Sunday night. Um, but he is a look, he brought him back. 
right? And some of the throws may have been, I'm just throwing it up there and Debo's going to grab it or Kittle's going to catch it and run, whatever. But he's, it was gutsy and he, and he, he did lead him back. Like you got to give him credit for that. Now, in terms of the limitations you talked about, a few different things with this. One is how people are starting to play the 49ers. You take away the middle of the field, you stack the box. He eventually is going to have to make throws down the field. It's eventually going to have to happen. And I said that right before the interception. I tweeted it out. Eventually, you need to throw the ball down the field. You have to at least try. You know what I mean? And then he throws the pick, and I was like, meltdown in 3 2 1. Um, it didn't work out, but he's, he's eventually got to start doing that a little bit more consistently. He just, he just does. Now, is Kyle going to let him do that? I don't know. What, what drove me crazy about him in this game was the carelessness. Okay. And the interception, I, he took a shot. He probably, I, was it Alexander who intercepted it? I, I don't think he was really supposed to be there maybe. So, so, you know, you don't know what the read was and things like that. The two plays to me that really bothered me really bothered me was again, that intentional grounding because it should have been intentional grounding um, at the end of the half and the half would have been over. Right. I was like, what, what are you doing? Have more presence than that. Mm-hmm. And the fumble was atrocious spinning yeah. around, throwing the ball. I mean, I mean, that looked like a rookie in his first game and yeah. he does things like that. And that's what drives you crazy. So he'll come up and he'll, he'll, he'll get up after getting sacked or making a bad turnover and come up and lead him out of touchdown driving. You're like, Hell yeah, man. You know what I mean? But then he does that. And you're like, dude, all right, you're 30 years old. Like, I know you don't have a ton, a ton of experience, but you can't do that. You can't have those careless mistakes. You can't be that careless with the football. And he does things like that. So so that is the maddening part for me with him. Also, the throw to Sanu. And look, quarterbacks every week miss throws, right? Jimmy has not been super accurate. He, he leaves a lot of balls high, which eventually got Kittle hurt last year, is going to get somebody hurt. And that play with Sanu that did not look like a catch to me, but I'll take it. If he hits Sanu in stride, Sanu's probably still running. You, you know, so plays like that, he's, he, he's got a hit. And then the clock management, and you said you, you thought it was okay. I'm interested to hear your take on it. Um, 43 seconds left. They're, they're at the 12-yard line. There were 12 seconds left on the play clock, and you have three timeouts. To me, well, the first thing people said was use checks got to go down at the one. And I was like, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, you, you could score. You score. You don't know what's going to happen at the one yard line. You score. I don't, you can't kneel that. If you're got the, if you're up by eight points and you hit the one yard line, great. Kneel down and run the clock out. But you, if you need a touchdown, you score the touchdown. You never stop at the one. Look at what happened before the half. They almost blew that. You yeah. never know what's going to happen. So I, that, that's ridiculous. You check at every right. He should have scored, but they got to take that clock down. You take it down to 35 seconds, let's say, for whatever whatever it is. You have three timeouts from the 12-yard line. That's an eternity. That's an eternity. And you cannot leave Aaron Rodgers any time. There are a hint. Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady, Wilson. I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple people, but you cannot leave them time. You could not give Aaron Rodgers that ball back. No way with any resemblance of enough time to get down for a field goal. And they did. So I thought that was bad clock management. I know you've been frustrated with Kyle before with clock management and things he's done, the halves, but I thought that was frustrating to me. I didn't think it was played well. I'm interested to hear if you disagree on that. Yeah, it's very similar to how, do you remember that Arizona game that they had in 2019 where they were down 16 nothing early? And then uh, Jimmy yes. threw the, the game winning to Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah, so, and he had like 30 seconds left on the clock at that, at that time too. And then the, the Cardinals got it back, but they ended up going backwards in the end zone and the Niners scored like a, a 
cheap touchdown at the end to make it like a two score win when it was actually closer. It was very similar, similar to that where the defense was able to close it out. But I think that we're stuck in 2019 here, to be honest. And I think that maybe Kyle thought his defense could close them out and, and they just, they're just not that good. Like they're not that good anymore. And the offense and what they did. So I'm okay with them scoring with 37 seconds. Honestly, Al, like 37 seconds and the team has no timeouts. You should be able to, you should be able to stop them with that. Like we've seen this countless times the teams have failed. We've seen Aaron Rodgers fail at this too. So, I mean, like, I get it. I get what you're saying, but any reasonable NFL caliber defense, especially one with all of those first round picks on the defensive line and the best middle linebacker in the league and a really good safety tandem, like you, you should be able to stop them. Like the, the Niners defense, like, yeah, they, they struggle, but I mean, like, it's not a, it's not a, a group that's not talented. This is not the Chip Kelly 49ers defense, right? It's a, it's a talented group. So that's, I mean, uh, that's, that's the first thing I'll say. And the second thing I'll say is this, that was a prime place where you could have run the ball, right? Like if the clock was running and they could easily have like a draw play or something like that up the middle, call the timeout. If you got yards out of it, fine. If you didn't, then, then that's fine. Um, you call timeout. Or if you got, if you did the same thing, got down like the one yard line because they're expecting you to throw and you, and you run the ball up the middle or something like that, then you essentially close, close that game out with Aaron Rodgers not touching the ball. So I, I, I get it. But they struggled so much, Al, near the goal line earlier in the game. And they've been like, you have a shaky quarterback. You've got no running game. You've got really like, essentially, you don't know whether you're going to actually score or not. This is not a given. So to me, it was like, okay, he took the check down, juice ended up scoring, and it is what it is, right? Like, he could have very easily been stopped at the one. The Niners end up getting the touchdown as time expires, and, and, then, it, and then they win. But look, not every single situation is going to be perfect and not every single situation is going to run the clock down to zero and you score as time expires. It's not going to be like that. And reasonably, the reasonable expectation was that you made them use all their timeouts. They have nothing left. You score with about 30-ish seconds left and you need one stop. If you tackle them inbounds twice, the game is over. That's it. And you, if you tackle them inbounds twice without getting a field goal range, the game is over. You're done. And they couldn't do that. You, you had to force Aaron Rodgers to take a check down to start that drive, and you didn't. He got 25 yards on the first play. So, like, to me, yeah, could Kyle have managed that better? Sure. I mean, yeah, if we're, if we're you know, nitpicking here. But they, they did what they had to do. They essentially took the entire clock. They had the ball with, with I believe, two and a half, two minutes and 45 seconds left, right? Jimmy led them down the mm -hmm. field. He got the big play to Kittle, got another one to Debo. And all of a sudden we're in business and then, you know, they get down to the, the red zone. He hits the check down to juice. And I, I thought that he would be tackled. I was like, maybe he'll be tackled short. This will be okay. But he ended up scoring. I was like, all right, cool. And it's funny. I was watching the game with my dad and he was on the couch um, at the other end of the couch. He's like, they way too much time for Aaron Rodgers. It's way too much time. He's like, I don't care if they have no timeouts or yeah. not. And, and he was right. And you were right. But I mean, again, like, I feel like they, they played that one as well as you could given the circumstances and knowing the shaky quarterback play that they had the entire game and the defense just had a total brain fart, like total brain fart at the end. But what's, what's the downside of, of hiking it 10 seconds later? Or is, is the defense not as winded Did defense get more time to set up? Yeah. They get more time There's to set up. Question. I don't, I don't know. Like what's the downside of it? Like they get more time to set up. Like they, they were basically operating in two minutes the entire time, right? They, the Niners obviously had not stopped the clock since the two minute warning. 
So the Packers defense was winded at that point, right? Like the pass rushers were not, were not getting there. They couldn't substitute because the Niners were calling plays at the line. So, I mean, at that point, I get it. I get why you want to do it. Could they have waited longer? Sure. But when you have them on their heels, you got to go for that. And honestly speaking, if the, the Niners end up scoring on that and the defense can get a stop, we're not even talking about it, right? That's, that's the unfortunate reality is that we're talking about it because nobody on the team did their job the entire night. That's, that's what the reality is. Like the coaching, the offense, the defense, nobody was able to execute the way they should have. And that's why they lost. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, I guess, again, you could look at it as, you know, it's a heavyweight fight between two of the best teams. And yeah, I mean, you can look at it that way. And it, they were so, look, they're such a gritty team. They always have been under Shanahan. Always. Even when they're terrible, they still fight like crazy. Right. So that says a lot about, you know, what the players think of the coach as, as well. But I, I still, again, I just, to me, it wasn't, it, they should have never been in that position is kind of what I, what I think to myself. And the same thing against Philly. Yeah. Okay. You fought, but like, why are you in that position? And eventually you're going to start playing really good teams and the defense isn't going to be able to hold. And, and the more injured they are in, in the back of that defense, they're not, you know, they, again, they held the Packers a few times where the Packers should have touchdowns and they didn't get it. I think there was another fourth, right. Another goal line stand in this game too, I think. There was, so, yeah. Yeah, so things like that, eventually it's going to give. And, and I, I'm afraid it's going to collapse. And another thing that that's, has to stop, it didn't bite them, but it almost did. Ayuk drops the touchdown pass, right? Yeah. Sermon had a drop. The mm-hmm. Niners right now have a drop percentage of 5.2%. It's the fifth worst in the league. Mm-hmm. Last season was 6%, the third worst in the league. 2019 was 5.9%, the fourth worst in the league. Said this recently, too. It's been a theme. Drops have been a theme. And the way the offense is playing, they can't, they can't afford drops. Can't do it. So that's another thing that they, they really need to clean up. I'm just, I'm sorry. People could say I'm being negative. I, and like I said, I hope to hell I'm wrong. I hope in two weeks or three weeks around the show and I'm like, oh my God, they're four and one. I was totally wrong. Completely mm-hmm. wrong. I, I don't, I think there's problems here. I really do. I think the secondary is too banged up. I think, and, and look, I said, did you hear another thing, Zane? I'm sorry, I'm kind of going off on a tangent. Every time Trey came in, did you hear the crowd? You could hear it on the television. Yeah, yeah. Like erupted. Yeah. Right. Electric. And look, I don't, I don't feel bad for anybody who has considerably more money than I do. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm not going to feel bad for a guy who makes $26 million a year and is super handsome and is still going to go be a starting NFL quarterback next year. I don't feel bad for that guy. But the situation he's in, kind of like, dude, <gasps> you, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. kind of, and I, I would, I said too, in the off season, it's going to be a circus. No, it's not going to be a circus. What do you mean? It's all kumbaya. It's, it's a freaking circus. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute circus. There, I, I don't understand. Anybody can deny it. And Whitner said, I'm going to play you more Dante Whitner. Let me just pull it up here again. You already have people saying, and, and he's right. He said on KMBR today, I guess that defenses don't fear Jimmy and they don't. It's obvious they they absolutely do not fear him. They're playing ten in the box. They're daring him to throw downfield, and he was calling for Trey Lance. Lance, Lance and make him dance. Lance and make him dance. Man, listen, there's limitations on this offense. There's been limitations. There's a reason why they went out and picked him number three. And you see all these dink and dunk passes. 
Jimmy is averaging about five yards a pass. Now, put Trey Lance in the game, see what he can do. If he doesn't go back to Jimmy Garoppolo, but right now with no running game, without being able to push the ball downfield, it's going to be difficult for these guys. And then that puts a lot of stress on your defense as well. Because in that first half, the defense was on the field. They were getting tired. They gave up a lot of points, 17 points in the first half. So Lance will make them dance. And Mayoko said today too, and again, what we've been saying forever is that it was more than injuries. The reason why, why the 49ers trade, traded for Lance and look for veteran quarterbacks all offseason. Mm-hmm. So it's a circus. It's an absolute circus. And if as long as they keep winning, it, it'll be okay. And, and again, I give Jimmy a lot of a credit. He's, you know, he's pumped up and you could tell he's in it. He's got his limitations. But the more they lose Zane, the bigger circus this is going to become. If they're two and three, even if they're three and two and don't look great, going into the bye. What do you think the two weeks of the bye is going to be? What do you think people are going to be talking about? Mm -hmm. It's a circus and they did it to themselves. So unless they go out this year and and win 12 games and make the playoffs and it's a good season, it'll be a circus all season long. Yeah. Uh, It's, and you know what? Kyle honestly did this to himself, right? Like he did did this. The moment you decided to bring Jimmy Garoppolo back and they totally, totally bossed this in the off season. Totally botched it. The moment you you decided to bring him back, this was going to be the case. This was going to be the case. The fans don't like him. Kyle sometimes doesn't like him. And you have a quarterback waiting in the wings. Look, we know this about the NFL, Al. The backup quarterback is always the more popular guy. When you've got something like a situation like this going on, no matter what, right? Kaepernick was more popular than Alex Smith. Steve Young at one point was more popular than Joe Montana. And now, like, you're looking at a situation where the backup is more popular. Like, the, the same, it's funny how we, we forget the same cheers that we heard when Trey Lance went in. We heard that same, that same stuff when Jimmy Garoppolo first got here, when he was winning all those games. This, those fans used to cheer for him the same way. So, fan reaction and all this stuff, you know, it's, it's one of those things, Al, where it's like fans are fickle, right? They're going to say and do what they want, and they're going to go after who they think is, is the best guy. and, and you know, it's not up to them. They're not the experts in this, right? They're not on the team. They're not in meetings. They don't see practice. Like all of this talk about Trey Lance and what he can do and what basically like, oh, he can put it the same stuff that Jimmy, he, he can run his offense the same way. Well, you, you don't know that. <laughs> Nobody knows that. We, we don't know what, tr- that, honestly, Al, the truth of the matter is we don't know what Trey Lance is right now. Nobody does. So to make a statement about like, oh, he can do the same thing that XYZ quarterback can do. You don't know that. You're making that based off of an assumption, an assumption that you yourselves have created in your head because you hate the guy that's currently starting. That's, that's the reality of it. And that's fine. If, if they start train lands, great. Awesome. I'm throwing on my train lands jersey. I'm rocking it. Awesome. I'm cool with that. I'm good, right? But we can't just assume that he's going to be better just because he's different than what we currently have. He still has to go out and play and, and prove himself. And you know what, Al? Like in the small stint that he's played, he's played well. So yeah, I, I do believe that he can add another another element to the offense just based off of those small little snippets we've seen. However, over the course of a season, we don't know how he's going to do. We don't know how he's going to perform. And all of this, all basically, the fan base has been dealing in hypotheticals for a long time now, right? Oh, so and so quarterback Roman here. He'll he'll do better. This quarterback will do better. That quarterback can do better. Photoshop this guy into a Niners jersey. Photoshop that guy. 
it's all hypotheticals until they actually get out on the field. And Trey will start at some point this season, right? We I maintain that this entire time. It's his team going forward, right? Jimmy's just keeping the job warm. But when that's going to be, I mean, you have a game against the Colts coming up after the bye at home. Do you want to start him against the Colts? Do you want to start him on the road against the Bears next week? I don't think you should start him against the Cardinals or Rams. Those are those are hard right. division games. But the Colts, by that time, their season may be over, right? They're 0-3 right now, right? So Or 0-2. I think they played uh, They played tonight. Oh, they're, no, they're 0-3. They're, they lost yeah, they're Tennessee yesterday. Right. That's right. They, they played Tennessee, yeah. yeah. So they're 0-3, right? So the Colts are basically, their season is, for all intents and purposes, is basically done, right? 0-3 teams don't make the playoffs. It's just it's just decent. So, I mean, maybe you let him play a half. And then you start him at the Bears, which would be ironic because that was Jimmy's first start too at the Bears. But well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think all that stuff is a possibility. I don't know. I just think when you look, they tried to get Jimmy out of here. You can even see. You know what? Do you remember we complain about Andy Dalton? People complain about Andy Dalton and the Bears. The Niners tried to sign Andy Dalton. Do you remember that? Mike Garofalo said yeah. the Niners have strong interest in Andy Dalton. Tony Pauline had said that the Niners wanted to go with Dalton and draft Lance. And Shanahan was kind of pissed when Dalton got away. They they, they created this situation. <laughs> they tried to move him all off season. They could not. They could not move him. And and now you have this, this circus atmosphere. I, I don't know. I guess what's the best case scenario again is I, I guess Jimmy ends up being more consistent. They end up winning 10 or 11 games. They get to the playoffs. I, I, and, and then you have kind of an Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes handoff, right? That's kind of the best case scenario, I guess, for the situation. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I just think things have gotten bizarre. I, I just hope it ends up working out for them. We'll, we'll see. It's like I want to fast forward three, four, five, six weeks and just see where we are. Because I feel like I'm driving these points home. And some people may agree with me. And some people probably think I'm crazy. Welcome to my life. It's not anything new. But I just feel like it's... It's not going in a way, a way I, I just feel like I'm watching this slow motion thing happening. And I feel like, am I taking crazy pills? Why am I the only one seeing this? Something isn't right here. Yeah. And there's enough talent there where they can save it. Look at the special teams plays, the Kinlaw block, the cannon return, full team. You need all phases, right? And the Niners have enough phases where they can still win games. But there's just these slow motion, bizarre things. Like Brandon Ayuk just all of a sudden playing every snap, right? Because he wasn't in the doghouse for a couple weeks. You know, things like that, just weird stuff that you're just kind of like, what's happening? And I just feel like, can they weather it and end up better off on the other end? Yes. But I feel like it could also go in kind of a scary place. Hope I'm wrong. Hope I'm wrong, but I've been saying it for weeks and I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go away from it. I would have started to go away from it if they pulled this game out. I would have said, hey, even though I think there's a lot of stuff going on that's a shit show and a circus, they clearly are good enough where it doesn't matter, right? They're yeah. talented enough team where it doesn't matter. They can overcome it. Now, I, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. And again, if I am wrong in three, four weeks, if they're six and two or whatever it is, you come to me and say, Al, you were wrong. And I will say, yep, you're absolutely right. I was wrong. But right now, I just, I feel like I'm watching a slow motion like train and it's either going to stay on the tracks and be okay or it's going to veer off and explode. And it's, I have no way it's going yet, which way it's going yet. Yeah. And I think that it, when we're talking about who to blame, because everybody wants to blame somebody when they, when they lose, there's plenty of blame to be going around with the team. And, and a lot of that's indicative of the issues, right? Obviously we, we are seeing that like 
Kyle Shanahan at one point was above criticism, right? There was one point where you and I would like criticize him. People, people would kill us for that. And oh, he's now, still a Teflon coach, I think. Yeah, I, I think he's still got a lot of Teflon in him. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But I mean, I think now more than ever, people are criticizing him and realizing that he himself also has limitations as a head coach. And and that doesn't mean that he's not going to be successful. He's bad. But like, like any other head coach, people just thought that this guy just was like, you know, like a god, right? They just wouldn't criticize him. So now mm-hmm. there's that there's that whole thing going on. There's the whole Jimmy thing that we've known about for several years now. There's the defense, which is a new unexpected kind of troubling development that they can't hold the lead. Like, look, at the end of the day, it's funny because I saw, I was scrolling through Twitter and I really shouldn't do this after games because that's when the, the worst takes come out. But I was scrolling through Twitter and everybody was blaming Jimmy about losing this game. Like, oh, because that that backward pass shacked in a fool fumble, they, they, the Packers scored a field goal off of that and the Niners lost by two and that was it. What? Like, what are we, what are we talking about? What are we doing here? Like, look, Jimmy had the ball at the end of the game, okay? The offense had the ball. They needed the touchdown. They got the touchdown. On top of that, Green Bay used all their timeouts, and you gave the ball back with 37 seconds left. As a defense, all you had to do was tackle them inbounds twice, and the game's over. And you didn't do that. You let them get into field goal range in two plays. Two plays out. So, look, this is a, at the very least a shared blame loss. Jimmy wasn't great in the first half. The offense was terrible. The defense was terrible on that last drive. Complimentary football. Like you can't, like this this whole catch all that, first of all, when Jimmy Garoppolo leaves, I'll be happy because we don't have this crap, stupid catch all. Like, oh, it's the it's Jimmy's fault every time anything goes wrong, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like football is so much more than a one person game. Sure, fine. If he throws four picks and gives them 28 points and he's a primary reason for them losing, fine. That's fine. But the guy did his job. At the end of the day, it wasn't pretty. He did his job. He gave them the lead at the end of the game. The defense needed to do their job, and they didn't. That look, And you can argue that say that they got behind because Jimmy's offense didn't do the job at the beginning of the game. That's totally fine. But at the end of the game, the defense didn't do their job. At the beginning of the game, the offense didn't do theirs. It's a shared loss. There's not one group or one person that's specifically responsible for this. They took it as a team. The entire team failed. And that doesn't fit with the narrative that people have been spitting online. And I get it. But the problem is, is that once Jimmy's gone, who are you going to blame at that point? You can't, you can't blame anybody at that point. Like it's going to be, it's going to be either Kyle or Trey or like, Al. I really wonder how long it's going to take fans to turn on Trey. I really do. And it's really unfortunate because it's going to take patience with him and a lot of, a lot of time to develop him into what we think he's going to be. This is how crazy Zane has gone. This was our Twitter exchange like an hour hour ago, <laughs> two hours ago. So he said there was uh there was uh, somebody wrote that uh you're going to be disappointed when Kyle prefers short and intermediate passes uh, when Trey's there too. And Zane wrote exactly this, and I was like, not true. I put up some Falcon stats from 2016. So Zane says they don't have a Hall of Fame wide receiver on this roster. Big difference. I was like, well, no, it's not a Hall of Fame wide receiver. It's, it's because their current QB, is, it's not his strong suit to go long. He just has a mid-range game. He can't shoot threes. So Zane says, you're blaming the QB for not being able to acquire a Hall of Fame receiver? Come on, man. This is exactly the unreasonable criticism that I talk about. If a Hall of Fame receiver is available and they don't get him, it's 100% on the team. And I was like, what? <laughs> when, did I, when did I say that? I said, I'm saying that he doesn't throw long because it's not his strong suit. It doesn't have anything to do with the Hall of Fame receiver. And Zane basically said, Al, I've lost my mind. And I said, Zane, I hate you. I hate you. Yep. But yep. Zane has lost his mind on Twitter. I, he has lost his mind. This is what you've done to him 
he has lost it. He's got no rational anything left. He's he, he's not going to make it. I don't think it's going to be. I don't know if you're going to make it through the season. I I don't know how long we're going to have to talk about QBs, dude. Like it's just so. I mean, we have to because we have a show and like all this stuff and like yeah, it's like, never. It's not going to end. God, like, it's, it's so yeah. exhausting. I like I shouldn't say this on the air, but I I hate having this discussion every week. I really do. Like I was talking, I was talking to somebody privately before this before we recorded, and I'm like, man. Alan, I hate talking about this, but we have to because it's it's relevant to the team. It's the most prevalent thing. Like we hate discussing this week in and week out. I wish we could talk about some of these rookies and how they're playing. Trey Lance, another quarterback, would talk about quarterbacks. But I wish we could talk about you know the other things that the team is doing and the '94 red throwbacks, which were amazing, amazing. Al, they were beautiful. I hope that they keep that uniform for the like permanently. It looked so good, and I had so many memories of that '94 team just coming out and throttling people and winning. And it's just, it's just so sad because it's been 26 years, 27 years since that team won almost 30 years. And we're still waiting for number six. And I just, I don't know, man, I don't know when it's coming because every time this team gets close, they take two steps back. Every time they get close, they have injuries or a bad coaching move or a bunch of crap that happens. And it's just, it's so exhausting to constantly like have to see them lose and constantly have to have the same discussion about, Oh, what did Jimmy do? And constantly have to be like, Oh, see him throw a pick. Oh, well, Twitter's going to have a field day with this one, whether it's his fault or not. And to me, I, I just want to ask people, man, like what's your expectation here from the quarterback position? Like, what do you expect? Do you expect that he's going to hit hundred percent of his passes, whoever the quarterback is? Do you expect that they're going to score 50 points a game? Do you expect that they're going to throw 700 touchdown passes? Like, come on now. These are not jugs machines, right? So that's what I will say when Trey Lance comes in. That's what I say right now, that these guys are not robots. They're not going to hit every single pass. They're not going to make every single read. They're not going to make every single play. And this is not Madden where you can just put the difficulty on rookie and just beat every team by 100 points. This is football. This is, this is human beings. These are actual people playing that have actual limitations and actual things that happen to them that can prevent them from going perfect, like, you know, 100 for 100. Although Aaron Rodgers was almost, but he was 15 for, for 17. So, I mean, mm. I, you know, Al, it's just, again, all of this, this talk and this, this stuff is just so exhausting. And I, I really hope that they can win a bunch because it covers up a lot of this. But, I mean, some people are just always going to complain. Like, people turned on Jimmy, right? Took them, I don't know, a couple of years to turn on Jimmy. They're going to do the same thing to Trey if he doesn't produce. That's the unfortunate reality. And that's just that the Niners fans. I mean. Like, look, look. They ran Alex Smith out of town. They ran Kaepernick out of town. They're going to run Jimmy out of town. And Trey Lance is going to be the next one. Like, we forget how much controversy Alex versus Cap was. People forget that. People forget yeah, how I wasn't people really hated doing, Cap. Yeah, I wasn't really doing the social media thing that much back then. So I don't really, I wasn't doing this, you know, so oh, I don't man. even really was, know what the temperature was. I was a me- I was a moderator on the message board, right? You know, like four hours of like back in the day, they had like a, a message board, like on the website. Yeah, yeah, yep. So I was a moderator that moderator then for that that group, and man, it was just every single week. And then when when Alex Smith left and Tom Sula got here and Harbaugh left, there was a Gabbert versus Kaepernick thing. It was just oh God, it was just the stupidest debate. And then when Kaepernick had that season where he threw sixteen touchdowns and four interceptions. But had like a one and nine record. Everybody hated him. It's like, oh, you're just throwing up stats and garbage time. And then Kyle got here, and then and yeah, it's just I've seen yeah, this that before. Al. I've I've seen this, and it's yeah. I don't, I guess I I really didn't have a 
really a gauge on the cap Alex Smith stuff. I just knew what I thought. What did this fan base do before Al Sacco was in their lives? How did, how did everybody survive? Before 49ers Twitter, there was, there was 49ers.com slash message board you, or whatever how'd, it was. How'd you do it? Yeah, I know. But the, yeah, the 94 thing was cool. It does bring back memories. You know, they, they win the Super Bowl. Well, they won the Super Bowl because they had a QB who could throw more than four yards. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it did. It was cool. It was cool to see that. And then it went out and it was a shit show by the end of the night. So whatever. All right, Zane, what's going on for next week? What are you thinking for week four against the Seahawks? That's an L. If, if I was a betting man, I'd be, I'd, I'm betting loss. Like Pete Carroll, yep. come on. Every single time since Pete Carroll has been the coach, after they got Russell Wilson, because the first, you know, Tavares Jackson year, that was the Niners won twice. And after that, it was never the same. But they, every single time Pete Carroll has had a chance to humiliate the 49ers in some way, shape, or form, it's 100% gone that way. Like the Niners have had trouble beating them in games that matter forever. And this game matters a lot to Seattle because if they go one and three and you're essentially two and a half to three games behind the division leaders, you can forget about the division. You, you better believe that they know this. And Pete Carroll, like when he has a chance to basically stomp the 49ers out, like when he has a chance to just dash all their hopes, like for anything and embarrass them and open up a whole new way of of looking at the team negatively like he's going to do that he's going to take that opportunity like you better believe they're going to cheat lie scratch claw whatever it is to win that game to go to two and two and the niners i mean it's just you're not going to fix these problems in a week like you're not and trey lance is not going to fix these problems and i hope they don't start trey because the, the seahawks remember in kaepernick's second start he went up to seattle and they embarrassed him absolutely embarrassed him in seattle i was at that game in 2012 it was, a, it was a national game. It was a Sunday night game. And the Niners got shellacked 42 to 17. And oh, they're not going to start trading this week. No. There's no way, right? So No again, way. Zero chance. Yeah, zero chance. Exactly. No. So I think that like I think that he's going to limit his time with Trey. Like, I don't think you're going to see too much of Trey, but I don't think the Niners are going to – it's going to be not much of a, of a game against Seattle. I mean, Seattle can smell blood. It's a wounded Niners team. They know that. So they're going to take advantage. Yeah, Seattle's defense is really bad. So I th- – think the Niners will be able to move the ball. I just think DK, if, if Lockett's healthy, because I, I, I saw him, he did something to his knee. I don't know if he came back or not. If Lockett's out there, though, and DK's out there, that scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Um, and Russell Wilson, you know, he could just, he can go into God mode sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like you said one and two, they can, they cannot be one and three. They can't. And I think they're going out like this is, like I said, it's as much of a must win as you could have in September. Well, it would be yeah. October, right? Yeah, October. As much as as much of of a must win as you can have at this point in the season, and yeah, I think the Niners are going to lose. Um, mm-hmm. I think they'll score some points, but I think you could see like you know thirty five twenty seven type thing, maybe thirty five twenty four. I don't know. Um, and then I think it's going to be a rough spot. We'll see. We'll see where we are. Again, no I game hope ball. I am wrong. No game balls this week because f that. F this We're not giving them out. We're that mad. No game balls. Wait, are we that mad? How mad are you? Um, I'm not mad because I feel like I said, this train is either going to kind of look like it's going to fall and then it's going to get, it's going to gather itself and we're going to be okay. Or it's going off the tracks. It's just happening in slow motion to me. And I don't know which way it's going to go. Okay. I'm not right, saying I know which ball. way it's going to go. Right, right, oh yeah. So I guess yeah. I don't know who to give it to though. Who would I give a game ball to? Like who really deserves a game ball? You check, man. Yeah. He did have a good game. He had a, he had he a great game well. for a fullback. He, he played really well. 
Actually, I thought Debo and Kittle had good games too. Kittle had a really good game. His best game. This I year thought so they far. made some plays. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Kittle because he needs to get involved. They need him involved. They need to put the ball in his hands. There were a couple times he got the ball and got running, and he's just running people over and get 10 or 15 more yards than he should have. Mm-hmm. And he needs the ball in his hands. So I'm going to give him a game ball in the hopes that he gets the ball more moving forward because they need they need to make that a point. There you go. I'm going to go with Juice. Juice gets my game ball. Fantastic game. Really great game. It's a, remember, you, you complained before the season that he's not getting the ball. He's getting the ball a hell of a lot more now, isn't he? Yep. I was glad they did that because last time, last year, there were some times when they needed to and, and they didn't. And I thought there was, you know, his, his final stats weren't eye-popping, but they, like I said, he was getting first downs. He was doing what he needed to. He played a really good game. He's a, he's a hell of a player. Hell of a player. Yep. Awesome stuff. Well, man, let's see what happens, so, dude. This is, this right. is it. <laughs> yeah, I'm emotionally drained. We got to go. Yeah. See ya. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got nothing. All, all right. This is Al. Bye. That's it.